Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode is another Patreon special. If you're not a Patreon, you're missing out because these are an absolute highlight of my month. We uh, we all sit down with a lovely bunch of people and, uh, and I'm looking at them right now and uh, and we go through some of the questions. Well, each, each month we, we pick one of the questions from the podcast and tonight happens to be the last question, so... I'm going to have a chat with the, the, the guests afterwards to, to work out what we're going to do moving forward. Do we go and start again or, uh, or do we think of something else to do? Maybe we um, we discuss the live tracks that we've done on um, some bonus episodes. I don't know. We'll have that chat at the end. Um, but first things first, I want to welcome everyone this evening. Uh, there's lots of familiar faces, some new faces, which is always lovely. And, uh, and yeah, tonight's question um, that we're going to be discussing is... How do I pronounce this right? It's songs that many people may not know that you would like them to hear. I don't know why to think about that. I've literally asked that nearly 500 times, but <clears throat> that is the question. Essentially, uh, for anybody that's listening that's not um, heard the podcast before, um, this is a very weird place to start, but it's, uh, it's a nice space that you've, uh, you've just turned up at. Um, it's basically... Is what it is really just telling someone about a new record that that you really love that you think perhaps they don't know about and uh, and it could be it's not got to be something super cool and indie rarity b side um it can just be a track from a few years ago or something that might have just kind of gone under the radar um by whoever and whenever and uh, just something that you love that you uh, that you want to share um so i'm about to do the thing that i do um each time when I do this podcast is try and ensure that I can play a little bit of the music. <clears throat> so I have this kind of um, awkward moment where I'll try and work out the, uh, the Spotify sharing screen thing. And then I'm going to play a little track. Um, do you know what? I'm actually going to go in even more rogue uh, to kick this one off. I'm going to go in with something on YouTube uh, because it's not on Spotify. Uh, so this could go massively wrong, but Hey, Let's try it. Yeah, 30 second advert now. Oh. <laughs> right. I hope. Let me know if it's too loud, if you can hear it. Can you hear that? But if you offered your.
Could you hear that all right, at a relatively all right level? Oh, wicked. Yeah, it was proper loud, mate, for me. <laughs> right, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm uh, I'm still struggling with this side of things. You think I would have nailed it by now? Um, so that was uh, for people who don't know. That's uh, the Devils All You Ever Had by uh, a band called Alberta Cross. Uh, I was lucky. I don't know if you've uh, listened to that episode by Cross on the podcast many moons ago, and uh, and they were a band that were introduced to me uh, by a mate, Michael Paul. That um, they, just, they, they released this little mini EP, a mini album, in fact, and uh, for some reason it's not on on Spotify. And it's it's very Americana. It's very Band of Horses. It's 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 kind of in that vibe, but it's just beautiful. They're, they're English. Um, he's not actually born in England. Uh, he was he, he grew up in England, but he's from. Oh, I might be wrong. If anyone knows the answer, to that do jump in. It's either Norway or Sweden. I want to get it right, but um, he, he's, he lives in the UK and he's just got this fucking beautiful voice. And uh, and then after that mini album, they just got picked up on a few things. They toured mm. the world supporting Oasis, um, and they've done lots of shows with like REM, and 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 it just kind of looked really, really good for them. And then it sort of dipped a bit, and they've gone on to just have like kind of a nice level of sort of commercial success where they can. It's, it's basically just him now. And, uh, and and various other sort of musicians that join the band, and uh, they've just released new music now. But I'd I'd urge you uh, to 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 head over and, and check out the, the the first mini album by Alberta Cross because it's a band that a lot of people don't know about, um, but I just think they're wonderful, and and I think his voice is is something special and uh, and and should be enjoyed. Uh, and it was that track. Um, that, that really, really got me into them. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a marvellous piece of music. All right. Okay. So that's uh, that's a track to kick it off. Um, and what I'm going to do, Kirsty, if it's all right with you, can you keep track of the the, the song picks, please, mate? Thank you. Uh, and then we'll um, we'll compile a, a nice little playlist uh, and we'll put that up on the Patreon uh, on the Off the Beaten Track Spotify page for everyone to go and listen to to everybody's choices. As long as you don't wait three weeks to put it back up again. Like you did this time. <laughs> I uh, promise. Uh, uh, right, I'm going to start um, what is top left on my my uh, screen. Um, Big Steve, what you got, brother? Um, first, is this a weird question? It's difficult. Oh, right. Uh, oh. I'm going to go Steve, not Stephen. Right. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to go Essex, then I'm going to move to Scotland. 
as usual, I've got about 400 choices that I was looking through. But off the top of my head, this band called And So I Watch You From Afar from Northern Ireland. They started out as a kind of, I don't know, instrumental kind of post post hardcore band but they've kind of they've incorporated more lyrics and stuff into the into their like lexicon as the albums have gone on and the track I'm going to pick is called uh, Set Guitars to Kill just a super super like really energetic way to kick off an album and genuinely the loudest best most aggressive band I have ever seen live. Like literally the first time I saw them, I was kind of watching them with my jaw, just like my mouth open. I must've looked like a right fucking idiot. Just like genuinely blown away by like the noise and just the sheer power that these four Northern Irish lads were like smashing out on stage. Just for people that- Ridiculous. For people that are, 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 you know, that are intrigued by this, we'll obviously go and, and check out the playlist. Um, but if you had to kind of give it a, a lazy comparison for, you know, for, for, for some more casual ears that might might prick oh. up, what would you kind of? What sort of thing is it? Is it is it kind of alternative guitar rock? Is it? Yeah, it's 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 instrumental for the main part. Like I said, but they incorporated lyrics into it later on. But who should I? Bit more of an aggressive mogwai, maybe. Feeling that. Um, just yeah, just just ridiculous, mate. Like like I said, I've I've never been as impressed with a band live, probably in my life, than when I first watched that band. It genuinely just blew my socks off. How did you discover them, Steve? Um, friends of mine had been to South by Southwest. And they'd seen them out there and randomly they texted me and they were like, oh, we're going to see this band. Did you want to come? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, trust their kind of instincts and their tastes and that. And I think it was at Coco we saw them. Or, no, not Coco. Anyway, gig in a uh, place in London and just rocked up again, not really knowing what to expect. and then. Love it when you uh, get your like get punched in the gut by like this just sonic boom, basically. Yeah, yeah it's wicked. Yeah, it's nice when that happens. <clears throat> I think uh, I saw Jesus and Mary chain once, and and that's all I can. The only thing, and, and do you know what? I saw a band in the nineties. Uh, that, that kind of got loads of hype and then disappeared very quickly called Ultrasound. And, uh, yeah, I remember saw, Ultrasound. Yeah. Oh, they're a great band. Yeah, yeah, they were. And uh, 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 hilariously named frontman called Tiny that wasn't Tiny, um, and, but had a fucking amazing voice. And I saw them at uh, the YMCA in uh, Chelmsford. And it was one of them things where, like, literally as soon as, like, you know, you heard the drumsticks and it just went, it was like, fuck me, that's insane. It was just an absolute wall of sand that, like, like I say, it sort of almost sort of takes the breath out of your chest. It was like, yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. But I think for them, 
And there's, there's a lot of bands like that that you see that live are just like phenomenal, but just can't seem to find the right producer to, to recapture that or to capture that energy and, and, and put it down on, on, on vinyl. And, and, I'll, and, and there's, there was another band from Wales called Terrace um, that, again, like Ultrasound, were front cover of the NME and they were going to be this huge new thing. And like, I was lucky enough to support them uh, in Cardiff and they absolutely wiped the floor with my band. And I remember just thinking, this is going to be huge. And, and everybody was going mad for it. But then when they recorded it, I don't know if it was just the wrong producer, but it just didn't, it just couldn't get across. Like, and I think that works the other way. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of Biffy Clyro. I, I don't get it. Like, I understand why people like them, but I think they're, I, I don't think they do anything that, that is, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. But I understand that a lot of people love that band. I saw them at an NME Awards thing do a, 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 a two-song set. Firstly, he walked past me and he was the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I was just like, holy shit, that geezer's handsome. Like, who's that? And my mate was like, oh, it's the geezer from Biffy Clara. I was like, fucking hell. Like, uh, normally I've just seen this like mop of hair and just these, uh, these Beach Boys tattoo. And like, but he had this like sort of slick quiff. And I was like, Jesus, mate, you have been hiding that face from a lot of ladies. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, but then when they played live, the noise that that three-piece made blew my fucking socks off. I was like, I get it. I get it live. Like, it really, really works. But, yeah, it just don't do it for me. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw them down Chinneries mm. when they played down Chinneries, and that was amazing. But yeah. like you, like, the first album to me is the best one. I don't want to be that guy, but that's the album is, that I kind is. of really vibe with. And yeah. everything else is kind of, they've just... To me, like the Foo Fighters, they've just kind of just formed into this generic stadium rock band for me. Yeah. It just does nothing. Just does nothing for me now. Yeah, so. I mean, I think if someone offered them Chinneries in Southend or a stadium, I kind of understand why they maybe just thought, you know what, I might make a stadium yeah. banger and uh, pay off the can't, mortgage. Can't beat can't beat Chinneries. <laughs> can't beat Chinneries, mate. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. AD, what you got for me, mate? Nice, Joe. Um, I'm going to go a bit in the opposite direction. I'm going to go with um, Husky Rescue and Summertime Cowboy. I don't know if you're aware of them. You probably do. You look like you do. But... <laughs> Tell us some more. <clears throat> so they're a Finnish band. Um, it's a composer named Marcus Nyko or something like that. But it's it's... He's used various artists throughout, but they kind of will steady things throughout the 2000s. And it's kind of electronic, uh, slightly psychedelic, I guess. And yeah. I guess comparison-wise, it, it has got a bit of that kind of cardigans kind of feel with the, the other Nordic bands, but then a bit of camera obscura with the, uh, that kind of always as yeah. well. You know, you've, you've that kind of vibe to it. Well, it's just, you know, it's just a beautiful song. Just the music and the background just constantly flowing. It's just, uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, they've got loads, but that's, that's if I had to pick one. Did you say Huskadoo, Adrian? Sorry. That's what I no, thought. No, Husky Rescue, as in. Oh, sorry. Rescue, as in the dog. <laughs> Husky Rescue. I thought, I can't yeah. remember Bob Mould's Finnish roots. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> no, well, I do like Huskadoo as well, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> How did you discover them, mate? My brother probably. I think his brother mentioned it. He, used, he had this friend who used to come up with all sorts of, just give him all sorts of obscure band recommendations. And I got quite a few passed on to me, and that was one of them. So then just like, yeah, I just had a listen to them. And yeah. I think it was probably, I don't know when this was. I don't know if it was on Spotify at the time. He used copies of CD or something. Probably early 2000s. But I'm such a band to go back to every now and again. It's just that it's got a summertime kind of, not in the name, but it's got that kind of vibe, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Early yeah. evening kind of. How do you um? Nine in the summer. How do you generally find your new music, man? It depends. Of word of mouth. I talk a lot with friends about music, so some of it's like that. I mean, sometimes yeah, the algorithms do get us. I'm going to lie. Sometimes yeah. I put me, me Spotify Weekly on because I've got a big playlist on Spotify that I generally listen to with like a mixture of. It generally tends to be a mixture of like new albums that of artists I'm interested in ones I've had recommended plus I get a lot of tracks from your podcast which I do it so especially this question I had nearly all of the tracks that people recommend on there at least have a listen and on my playlist every week and then you get recommendations based on that sort of thing don't you but, um, so yeah for various places really I'm just always look, and Radio 6 as well taking a band to school wherever and listen to the, you pick things up on there so absolutely six music still just delivers for me i find yeah it's just, uh, nice. it's just always on in the office and it's just yeah just every now and again it's just like oh stop what i'm doing what's, what's this i need to make sure you know shazam it and it's like right stick that on her a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Stick that on a playlist. And uh, yeah, okay. Thank you, mate. Um, Brett. This was hard. This was difficult. Um, You've said that for the last eight episodes, mate. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I keep changing my mind. I'm terrible. Um, I've got two two things written down here. I'm going to give a special mention to Smoko by the chat because they are hysterical they're brilliant and they're amazing live but i'm going back to my my 19 year old roots um emf put out a new album this year um 
and the last track on there, Sparks and Flashes, it's all about Zach. And it maybe I'm just a drunk old man, and but wonderful. It's classic. It's it's them to a T, but just slightly more mature. And you know, you sit there and go, I really like this, and I think everybody should hear this. Fantastic. Uh, love it. <clears throat> um I know um I, 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 obviously, I know you're a, a huge EMF fan, uh, as as am I, and and I think one of the, uh, the, the the lovely things that that happens every year is just a lot of fans will post a picture of Zach on his birthday or on the day that Zach passed, and and uh, and it's amazing because you know as much as you know EMF had more success than a lot of the indie bands in the 90s that were a lot bigger than EMF in the UK. Not many of them mm. had number ones in the States, uh, which obviously EMF um, did uh, with Unbelievable. And uh, I was actually watching James, uh, a bit of footage of a rehearsal with them doing their hair yesterday. And uh, they, they've just got a, a, a cracking stacker tracks, um, EMF. And, and I, I don't know if I spoke to you previously before, Brett, about when, when the band split, and, uh, and they all went off and done their their, their separate bits, and, and Zach joined Carrie uh, with um, Steve Ludwin, the singer. I think that's his name. I think um, so. He's the guy that um, kind of hit the headlines about three or four years ago because he would inject himself with his, his snake's venom uh, on a regular. It's <laughs> uh, an absolute crazy guy. Um, apparently, was asked to be the singer in Velvet Revolver. Uh, and said no. Um, he's a he's a wild man. He's, he, do you know what? Well, um, again, I saw them at the, the YMC. I was lucky to, to to gig with him. It was one of my band's first first ever shows, and uh, and they were all super kind. And I was completely in awe because it was Zach from EMF. And mm. and I remember going up and I just thinking, well, you're arguably the most handsome man on the planet and the fucking coolest because he just looked insanely cold it's a man um, yeah. yeah and uh anyway what's your band called and i was like lilo and he was like man that's a fucking cool name he was going like have you got t-shirts and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. so i can have one i was like yeah, yeah cool so i was like mate wear my t-shirt you're, you're zach from here <laughs> but, uh, but have you heard there's a track by carrie called my friend and it's the last track on on their album uh and it's super poignant now Mm-hmm. In the light of, in the wake of um, Zach passing, that there's this beautiful song that Steve sings, and it's a really, it's 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 a really powerful record. Yeah, my friend by Carrie. Um, go check it out because I will do. It's uh, <clears throat> it's a million miles from EMF. It's almost that that, that I mean, Carrie is a band more almost like surf punk, like Fountains of Wayne, that that kind of thing. And then, but this closing track on the album is just different. It's almost Foo Fighters. Uh, it's got that kind of big guitar rock, huge chorus, and his voice is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, no pun intended there. Um, right. Uh, Danny, what you got for me, mate? Welcome to the gang. It's your first night tonight. Hope you're well. Thank you very much. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, crystal clear, mate. Great. Yeah, yeah, great. We're really happy to be here. Um, I'm loving all the suggestions and stuff. Um, I, I like what you said, um, someone said about uh, Biffy Clyro, because um, um, I think they, they're live, they're, they're amazing um, live, but not um, always that um, uh, interesting on record, perhaps. Um, I, I, I worked on T4 once and uh, we were, I was in the gallery and they were in the studio actually performing um, some tracks live. 
um and um and like we could the the, the doors were literally like moving you could feel and then when they, someone opened the door from the gallery to the studio it's like whoa massive sound the three guys were making it was just colossal sound um for a tv studio and it was on the third floor of whiteley shopping center so it's not that conducive to um um you know live music in there but yeah they were just huge um and actually thinking back when i worked at john henry's um um and um there was i remember feeder were re rehearsing in in john henry's and again you could feel that massive sound like the yeah. walls were virtually shaking um when they were rehearsing um in about 2005 that was yeah. um but that was um yeah I, lo I love that feeling you get um and um, and also um someone said about um ultrasound i remember seeing them perform at glastonbury yeah. um and i saw it on tv and the singer like just i remember him spitting i think it went down his top there might be footage of that somewhere and um yeah and i think the keyboard player is now um he performed a band called Minuteman, um, and he was the front. Oh, he was, right. the, he was right. the front front man of Minuteman, yeah. And um, and he they had an album called um, Resigned to Life, which is quite a good play on words there. Yeah. Um, and um, I saw him at the Kentish Town um, Bull and Gate, yeah. And then he now plays keyboards with Jamie T. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So wow. that's yeah. And, Danny, um, yeah. you can't turn up on your first night and start out nerding me with facts, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> like that. <laughs> when I, I listen to your podcast, you know, religiously, and, and I'm like, wow, you've got amazing knowledge and stuff. But then, then sometimes when you say that, it's like, oh, that's, that's mad. Because <laughs> yeah, I just think when I listen to you, you're just incredible knowledge. <laughs> right, um, recommend me a choice. Anyway, anyway, I could go on. Um, um, I love a band called Rialto. Um, oh. Yes, um, and um, they're not that well known. They only put out a couple of albums, um, and um, the first album Rialto, second album London Crawling. Um, but yeah, I literally listened to them. I've listened to their songs thousands of times. I can't say I've listened that. Uh, I can't say that about many bands. Um, but yeah, they're really kind of nineties um, uh, indie band, circa ninety eight, um, ninety seven maybe. Um, yeah, and um, I just love their songs. You know. Um, kind of kind of bedsit um, indie, if you like. Um, so the lyrics are really good. Um, and uh, and uh, Louis Elliott, the singer from Rialto, um, he now um, plays, he's like a session player, basically. He plays with Grace Jones. And oh, really? Like that. He, he, you know, he's not a Bertie Big Bollocks, you know, um, which isn't refreshing. He's just, um, you know, he plays with people like Grace Jones and, and um, Danny Goffey, actually. He's currently playing with Danny Goffey ah. on tour. Uh, but yeah, fucking awesome band. Right. Did you see them live? Uh, no, I didn't. My bro my twin brother saw them at Glastonbury, and um, they had two drummers. Um, two drummers, yeah. Mm. They had, they like the wall of sound yeah. thing. So yeah. um, and he said it, he was blown away by the two drummers. You know, it's just like wow, so um, uh, really, in, in, real amazing impact that they made. Yeah. Really saw... powerful. Yeah. Got to see him a few times. I oh, really? Referencing the YMCA, yeah. Uh, and I saw him at the Army and Navy in Chelmsford uh, because Louis used to, previous to that, was in Kinky Machine, I believe. Correct. And uh, and, and they used to play the toothbrush. They used to play the, the, the brush quite a lot, Kinky Machine. Ah. And then they kind of, he just disappeared. And then he'd just come back as this kind of super charismatic kind of rip pop. But it was so tinged in Spectre, wasn't it? It's like yeah. uh, Untouchable is just an absolute huge. Yes. All singing, all dancing, huge strings. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, I think 
you know, I think um, maybe Monday morning, he might have got on TFI Friday with that. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, Correct. Yeah. They got, they got a bit of... Uh, they got on TFI Friday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Monday morning, 519. What yeah. a tune. What a tune. Um, right. Yeah, talking about answer phone messages and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you had an answer phone. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, really good lyrics as well. You can listen to the... You can hear the lyrics quite clearly. So you can, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm a drummer, so I often, like, I don't always listen to the lyrics. And then years later, I'm listening to a song. I was like, oh, that's the lyrics. I never really yeah. paid attention. So, yeah, the really clear lyrics you can, you know, really cotton on to. Um, but, um, yeah, they were just a great band. I just love their songs, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they were on TFI Friday a few times. And, um, but, yeah, they didn't have much success, really. It was weird. They, they kind of come out around the same time as David Duvan and Spirit Wife and My Life. Again, My Life Story, that was all oh, big yeah. strings and big glossy yeah. pop songs like Rialto. And, and, and all of them... For me, I think Rialto, My Life Story, David Ivan, they were Melody Maker bands. And at the time, you either was an NME band or a Melody Maker band. And like, and they'd, they'd, even though they were in the same building, just a floor above each other, they would gun against each other and kind of, and, and it felt that them bands, the, the more kind of string laden pop bands like the aforementioned, kind of got picked up by the Melody Maker. And then the Melody Maker then took that into, I don't know if you remember that that scene they tried to create called Romo with like Plastic Fantastic and Dex Dexter, and they tried to create this kind of new romantic resurgence, uh, as Orlando, that just never quite kind of happened either. And it just felt, I think, you know, maybe that was why the, the, the maker fizzled out and the enemy continued on, you know, much stronger for years that they, they generally kind of backed up the, the bigger bands and, and they had more clout. I don't know, but yeah, solid shout, great, great. Yeah. Um, Great shout with Rialto, Danny. Yeah, I, I really, you know, don't just you miss the enemy. Do I miss it? Don't you really miss the enemy on a Wednesday morning being able to pick up the enemy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I do love um, holding a newspaper. You know, you know, I, I still read newspapers. Yeah. Um, I like your chips, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't beat it. No, yeah. absolutely. It's no, a shame I, it's not out in print anymore. It, it, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And um, but I, you know, I don't want to be. Well, I'm going to be yeah. that, that miserable old man. But it did feel that the quality of writing had kind of uh, dipped a bit. But then maybe I just got too old, and uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, probably the latter. Because we were old. Yeah, it was Select Magazine for me. Oh, Select Magazine mm, with the posters. Me. Oh, yeah, love it, love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark, what you got for me, mate? Morning, everyone. How you going? Um, yeah, this this was a tough one, Stu. As you know, new music's a, I, I get through a lot on the radio show and, and stuff like that. And um, before before I get to the arts, I just want to give a shout out to um, a, a Facebook group slash um, the only officially recognised religion based on rock and roll music that it is officially recognized as a religion obviously only in america um but they're all about spreading new music and um and getting platform for new bands and stuff like that and they're called dingir zoo d-i-n-g-i-r by zoo um and i had the i had the um high gala on on my podcast not last night the night before um, and it was a brilliant chat and that's why I'm a bit bleary because I was up late editing that pod and putting it out last night. So yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out. Dingo Zoo on Facebook, have a look for them. Um, but I'm going to go with, um, I nearly didn't go with Ren. 
Um, but I am going to go with Wren because just very recently he's he's taken off a little bit and he's a lot more popular. So I wasn't sure if it was going to qualify as far as something people wouldn't know. But he doesn't have a record deal or or a label or, or anything like that. He's he's a completely one hundred percent word of mouth sort of artist, and I think he's he's not far off a million YouTube subscribers now. Um, he, he, he saw people describe Erding described as a Swiss Army knife of a musician. Um, which I thought was a brilliant, a brilliant take on him because he is a sort of multi-talented. You know, he's a rapper, he's a singer, he's a classical guitarist. Um, he's his raps are just incredible. Um, he started to get a bit of traction now. Um, I know he's been offered to play Glastonbury this year, and, he, and he's had to turn it down for because he's out of the country having um, some sort of specialist medical treatment in Canada. Um, but yeah, check him out, Ren. The track I'm going to go with is the one that, that made him really blow up is called High Ren. And it's kind of like a um, battle uh, with himself with regards to his psychosis and, you know, the the sort of good and bad side and the positive and negative side of his, of his sort of psyche. Um, it is quite long. Um, it's about nine minutes long, but it's very well worth your your sort of um, your nine or ten minutes of your time. Um, this time next year, he'll be he'll be playing stadiums around the world. He'll be massive as soon as as soon as his album comes out this year, it's going to be huge. Um, yeah, is, is the Australian, Mark? Do you say? No, he's from Brighton, mate. He's oh, from is Brighton. How do you spell it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. R E N. R E N. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he does a lot. Most of his stuff drops on YouTube, uh, and he's a massive sort of social media um, sort of presence. Um, he does his own original stuff, obviously, but he also does what he calls retakes, um, where he just raps to to the instrumental versions of, of of songs. He's done a recent one to Bittersweet Symphony, which is fucking incredible. Um, he's also done. Um, that. It's so good. I know it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's also done in the past, um, right here, right now, Fatboy Slim as well, um, a retake of that. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. Just have a look on YouTube, um, Ren, R-E-N, and it will come up straight away. But um, I, the tracks I would pick out are, there's a little trilogy called, um, there's Violet's Tale, Screech's Tale, and Jenny's Tale. And they're like sort of, if you if you go Violet's Tale first, and then on YouTube, the two videos from Screech's Tale and Jenny's Tale pop up um, as sort of, you know, suggested um, next videos. And that's a little trilogy that lyrically is just the most powerful music I've ever heard. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Ren, check him out. Lovely. Thanks, Mark. Um, no worries. Ellie, what you got? Hi. Hello. Um, firstly, I've got a little message from Deb to say sorry she's not here. She's I'm only just got home and she's knackered. Shocking. Oh no, just couldn't get a meal. Um, I do also have her suggestion if you're interested. Oh, okay, of course, yeah. But it may or may not surprise you that it's by the 1975. <laughs> <laughs> She's absolutely obsessed with them at the moment. Okay. Um, and she has said, surrounded by heads and bodies. Mm, I do. Do you know that one? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Are you not a fan, Ellie? <clears throat> not really. 
I tried. Mm. Um, because I heard you and Eddie Temple Morris say how great their new stuff was. Mm. And I've heard a, a couple years of ago, songs. Yeah. I, think that huh? the, I think that was the second album. Was it? Uh, at the time, yeah. I've just heard yeah. Give Yourself a Try. And then I heard Eddie interview him and, and talk a little bit about Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And then the track Love, Love If You Made It blew my socks off. And then that album, I I really rate um but yeah we I mean, play that in the car a lot yeah it's 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 just they were one of the bands that i thought i didn't like and it, just a quick show of hands does anybody hands up if you like the 1975 yeah they 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 i work with his i work with his mum on loose women <laughs> <laughs> yeah his mum's what's her face isn't it yeah um, denise welch yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I just don't get them. She's I've a good tried talker. To, I, I have tried to get them, and I just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Um, get why people? When you interviewed Lucy Pinder, she was mad about them, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 I, I listened to that episode. Mm. Yeah, she was as wide-eyed and in love with them as I was with her. I think. Like... <laughs> you hit it well. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. It, my my Miss Fifteen is my my fifteen-year-old daughter is well into him, but yeah, no. it is it is strange, and it's like it, it's interesting when I play at the club. I played a track "Sex" off the first album, and and I think that is an absolute indie banger. I think it's perfect, and but there's loads of stuff I do that I don't like, but I do quite like the fact that they're kind of. I think they're just doing things with pop music that's quite interesting. And I don't necessarily like it all, but I do think it's good that there's bands out there messing with pop. And yeah. Because they released a track called People not that long ago that was like, literally just sounded like fucking Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, wow. That's the point. This? I don't mind that one. 
Yeah. Like that. That's a really shouty one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it yeah, literally that's just right. sounds like Nine Inch Nails, and it's yeah. But then they'll do like Chocolate, which sounds like a stripped back in excess. It's like it's uh, yeah. I just think it's, I quite like it that they they mess with pop. I like that. Yeah. But what are you going for? But, uh, yeah, that's uh, Deb's choice. Uh, mine is a band called Sunset Rubdown. Okay, don't know them. Tell us all about um, it. Canadian trio, I think. Um, I think it was just something that Mike, my husband, bought off the hoof one day, years ago now. He bought an album called Random Spirit Lover, which is it's just a bit... I don't really know how to describe it. Apparently, I looked it up and Wikipedia called it like art rock or something pretentious. Right. I think you could probably call it pretentious, right. if I'm honest. But it's just, I've, yeah, I've never really heard anything else like it. It's, it's they still, you know, use guitars and drums, um, but then they chuck in the occasional strange instrument like an omnichord or an auto harp or, you know, something like that. Um, his lyrics are mental. Don't really understand them. I assume he's telling some kind of story, but I haven't got a fucking clue what it is. Yeah. Um, it's just his his voice as well I, does something to me. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I think you just have to go and listen to it. It's the actual song is called "You Go On Ahead." That is one of my faves. Okay. Auto um, Heart made me think definitely pretentious, and I'm quite intrigued now. <laughs> but yeah, that particular, he doesn't, you know, the lead singer is this guy called, or, and songwriter is a guy called Spencer Krug. He's had about 300 bands over the years. Um, Sunset Rubdown, actually, I think they split in like 2009 or something, but apparently have got back together and are releasing a new album and are touring Canada and America at the moment. Love it. So hopefully they're going to come over here. Has, has anybody here uh, on the on the group this evening heard of them? You have, sorry. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have only only because of Ellie. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Jen, you you mentioned the album uh, a while ago, and I listened to it. There's almost a bit of jazz fusion in there as well. I thought, God, if it weren't pretentious enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what jazz fusion is, so it was a bit. It, I, I some of it I really liked some of it, and some of it I really didn't. I couldn't. It, it just didn't connect in my head. Generally involves a bass guitar being strapped well too high, and uh, probably being played with a thumb. <clears throat> yeah, no one needs that. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. Um, Kirst, what you got for us, mate? Um, right, so my, right, you're all going to know the artist. It's not going to be quite as obscure as Ellie's um, chosen choice there. Um, so it's Dolly Parton, right? But I guess before she became obviously like the big country singer and stuff, they must have tried to, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit croaky. Um, they must have tried to like, you know, take her down an avenue of when they were wanting to just churn out lots of like soul songs and stuff. So there's a song that she does, which is called Control Yourself, um, which is a proper like Northern Soul record and stuff. And I love it. I think it's really, really cool. 
Um, you can't find it on Spotify, unfortunately, um, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, there is a B side on Spotify, which is called Don't Drop Out, um, which is all right. I don't I, I don't like it as much as Control Yourself. Um, but yeah, it's just mad to hear Dolly like singing a proper like Northern Soul song and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really like it. And definitely all check it out if you can. Absolutely. And I had no idea she'd done anything like that previous. Uh, it must have been, honestly, when she was just sort of like, yeah, I guess before she really hit it big with like all the country yeah. stuff. and Because she's so young. I mean, when like that first album that she brought out, she was only like 17 or 18 yeah. or something like that. So it must have been before that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, when they were really pushing all those like Northern Soul records and stuff, yeah. It's, uh, there's so many like amazing artists that have had, careers elsewhere that like at some point released this little obscure northern track have you heard um little richard i don't want to discuss it no oh my god it's insane it sounds nothing else like little richard's music and it's just like it's just got this piano that's just just beautiful and northern and oh yeah love it love it and little richard what uh, i don't want to discuss it don't want to discuss that. It. It's such a tune. And uh, and I think, I mean, Dolly Parton could probably sing Jazz Fusion and make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. What a voice, right? Oh, beautiful, yeah. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, favourite, apart from that, favourite Dolly song? Oh, um, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but... <laughs> on one of her first albums, she's got this song and it's like completely heartbreaking where it's all about, um, basically she's got manipulated by this man and he's got her up the duff and stuff. And the song is all about how they first met on this bridge. And then the ending of the song is, because he's left her obviously, and then she's with child. And then she goes to that bridge and jumps off it. But then the end of the song, I know it sounds really <laughs> But then the end of the song literally just kills off. Like you don't hear anything. Like she just is singing, and then all of a sudden it just stops, as if the moment that she's obviously yeah, around yeah. or something. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, that one's like genuinely amazing. Like you know, she's a, an amazing singer songwriter. You know, and um, but yeah, that one's really, really good. And obviously Joe Lead and all the big ones. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And retained her royalties. What a badass! Yeah, exactly. Uh, always held on to them. <laughs> Right. Uh, thanks, Kirst. Um, Stephen, what you got, mate? Um, well, it's difficult to know what many people don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the audience and the contributors here that are all sort of quite music fans and musos and quite knowledgeable about a lot of things in, in various different places. And, I mean, I don't use any social media, never have, not on any of it. I don't have Spotify, don't use it never seen the point of it because I mean it's came up here just now in the discussion oh that's yeah. not on Spotify that's not on Spotify so a lot of the music collection we've got it's like it's not on Spotify so why yeah. use it <laughs> I just yeah. don't get it but um, the song the band that will go for is Lemon Days and the song Isle it's uh, when I was making up a list of sort of various things that, of possibilities uh, the definite type that I've got, it's all very drony, stony, 
breathy female vocals, things that you want to get stoned to, put the headphones on and just drift away to. That's what it is. It's very shoegazy, sort of early lush. I mean, I heard about it through Bandcamp because it was subscribed with Poroshka. So it's sort of notified me and Poroshka, Mickey Berenyi's band that she's... She's in the Justin Yeah, aye, and whoever else is in it, there's somebody else. Can't quite remember. But anyway, so because I'm signed up to that, and they had toured with Roshka, they were suggested as a possibility, and I was in a slightly more receptive frame of mind, so I went play, and I was just like, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it just got me. One of these songs, I mean, it's a five-odd minute song, and it's like, it's far too short. It's far too short. It just needs to keep going and going and going and never ending a, a total Pink Floyd ethics sort of type thing. That's what you want from it. That's that's a beautiful thing in it when it's like you listen to a song that's like over five minutes and when it finishes, you just think, yeah, that ain't long enough. Like, I still want more of that. Like, you know that people are doing something right if it hits that sweet spot of like mm -hmm. five minutes ain't enough. You know, the perfect pop song could be two minutes 30, but for me, you know, I could listen to Loaded or Fool's Gold for 25 minutes. Like, them them records. How soon is now? I could easily have another five minutes added on. I'm like, I'm like that with Paolo Nutini's um, Iron Sky live that he does on YouTube. That's one of my go-tos. That could go on for a couple of hours. I'd be well happy with that. That's, uh, I, I actually, I'm not a fan of him. Like, his music. I think it's all right. Yeah. But that track is That's one of my scale. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do another podcast, but that I was going to do one of my late night YouTube top fives. That's probably in my number two. It's on mine. It's on my. It'd be That's in a my good YouTube. idea. Let's talk about that when we finish getting around. as maybe something that we do for the next episode uh, yeah. as a as a concept. Um, and and just a homage to "Love Rain on Me" by the Who at the end. Where, where he's literally just screaming rain on me and it's like yeah it's uh always got some pipes on him hundred percent it's still a vocal isn't it yeah yeah it really is um but uh okay right um thanks for that uh steve um uh, well let's move uh to the person next to you on my screen so i love or what you got uh i was like a lot of you it's really difficult i got a list of seven and i've been breaking it down and uh, it i want to do when when you this first came out off the beaten track, when I first heard it, I thought that's a cracking track. And there was a track that for the first probably hundred episodes has always been the same. And then you have to think about it more, don't you? Because you have to listen to more of you going on about it, Stu, every week. Same questions. Sorry, mate. And then it breaks, and then you're like, oh yeah, but do I want to use a song that's going to introduce everyone to something different? But I'm I, now I'm going to do the the one I've always thought that is it's Alan Hull, the artist is called Alan Hull. I hate to see you cry. And every the album I'm not sure what the album is called, but everything else on the album is utter shit. I've never heard anything else he's done that's any good. His vocals, pretty, it's not great, but it's so emotional. It's it's my funeral song. It's one of my funeral songs. It'll cheer you right up. And it it's it's heartbreaking. It truly is his vocal. 
vocal's not great, but it's so heartfelt. It destroys me. It really is a cracking song. He did one other song called The Drug Song. It's sort of quite amusing, but... And he's from the 60s, I think. I was going to say... Has anyone heard of it? No. Alan Howe. Pipe, Pipe Dreams is the album. I've just remembered it. And it's you a know bit it, Paul. It was in, I think he was in Lindisfarne, um, that northeast band. I think he was from that band. Yes, he was. Are you right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The one that uh, Jimmy Dale did the song with. Yeah. It fucking destroys you. Fuck at the time. <laughs> I want it played at, yeah. I want it played at my funeral because I want my wife to hear it. And I know it'll make her really sad because it's so fucking heartbreaking. I want sad songs at my funeral. <laughs> Nobody in Burley. That's definitely going to have to be an episode, isn't it? Uh, Somebody won't play it at your funeral. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I've been told I'm not allowed going underground. But uh, uh, I think that would have just been perfect, mate. Um, uh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for that one, Si. And, and we've just heard your um, your dulcet tone. So let's move back on to you, Paul. What you got, mate? Oh, cheers. Can I just mention something, first of all? Um, uh, you mentioned NME earlier on. I'm, I'm over at my mum and dad's in Belfast at the moment. And I'm sitting right next to like a trunk full of old enemies. Oh, really? So I've dug a few out. Yeah. So Hold them up. Hold them up. Chris and Masai. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm out, Paul. Might be a bit blurred. So that one's. Uh, oh. Okay. Is that electronic? Yeah, what? electronic. Oh, yeah. Electronic. We're talking. What's it again? This is proper exciting. Um, uh, Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from the blur. And uh, I've got the famous one with. Uh, there it is. Oh, yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Video. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's a distraction. Um, so the the music, um, one of my favorite bands from the, the last year is a band called Tillafish. Um, so they are well, um, the main guy was called Cattle Cockland, who was in Micro Disney, a band from the sort of 80s, mm-hmm. and his, he was also in a band called the Fatima Mansions. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he, unfortunately, he died. He died after. Well, he, they brought out an album about May last year, um, and unfortunately, he died just shortly after that. And they brought and the, the album was absolutely brilliant. So they, they brought one album called A Hen, which is Irish for one, and um, uh, then they brought another one out called A Doe, which is Irish for two, and it's kind of like electro pop, a bit like sort of. To, uh, who you compare it to, like Hot Ship, yeah. maybe John Grant, that kind of vibe, quite sort of clever. Um, the, the producer is a guy called Jack Knife Lee. Have you heard of him at all? Yeah, he was um, in he was in Compulsion. Yeah, and he does some work with with um, REM, REM and U two mm. and that kind of thing. So he he's produced it, and they've done collaborations. I think on the second album actually, it's more collaborative. And um, they've done collaborations with um, a certain issue with um, Will Sargent. There's one with Joe Wobble as well. Um, and they've okay. also brought out like a remix album that's come out in the last few weeks or so. But absolutely brilliant. Um, so the, the track we're going for is the second one in the first album called uh, Mr. Imperator. Um, so I really recommend. But I just think all the albums are really, really good. And it's just my thing. Yeah, I like that kind of music. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I was, so I was, tell a fish. Yeah. I was paying lots of attention to that, but I was still thinking, please hold up some more covers. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll take a few more. I've got a few more see ones, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to see them. I want to see them. Yeah. You're doing a whole album with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. Episode. 
as an I'll old man, there's well. nothing better than seeing old uh, covers of the music. Oh, it's brilliant, brilliant feeling, yeah. yeah. I only I'm ever see them when I'm in my loft now. Well, my, five uh, NME covers. I mean, that's got to be a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I've got one. I've got one on the wall framed. Hang on. Ah, oh, I love it. That's brilliant. Uh, not the one the other day that uh, Tony Wilson passed. Uh, I've got I've got two messages from two other patrons. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you've got their choices. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. What ones you got, mate? I got the the bold man, Cy Newbies. Yep. Right. The band are called Seventy One Chain. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's heard of them. And the song is Gilded Roses. Okay. So we don't know who they are. They're probably his mates or something. Right. Well, if no. they exist on Spotify, they'll make the playlist. And also, if um, people have mentioned songs that aren't on uh, the playlist, when I post the playlist on Patreon, uh, if it's on YouTube, like I know your one is cursed, um, just comment underneath with the link. So there's any ones that aren't on, on there that, that you want people to listen to, then uh, let's get a little chat going there. And, and also, let's have a little bit of feedback on everyone's tunes when we get to hear them. Be nice. Wonderful. What other one you got, Si? I got it from the mighty, beautiful man, Carl Jones. What's Carl got? Um, he was good. Well, he's got two, actually. He says, I was going to go for either the last international with Wanted Man, don't know who they are, or Twin Temple with Lucifer, my love. I don't know that either. It's probably Americana now, Carl. Right. I can't, I can't throw any art on those. Probably some Nazi punk band or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact he's just made you stand up and talk about it. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for them, uh, them right-wing suggestions, Si. It's really kind of you, <laughs> mate. Um, all right. Well, um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're fast approaching the hour, so I'm going to press stop on, on, on today's chat, but don't anyone go anywhere because uh, I want to talk about the, the next episode and some ideas for what we could do. So uh, so for all of those that are listening now, thanks ever so much. Um, why not um, join us on the next one? Um, there's lots of patrons that don't turn up to these. I understand it might feel a little weird and it might feel that like... You know, there's no pressure on anyone. As I've, I've mentioned on previous episodes, you can have your camera off, you can have your mic off and just, just turn up and, 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 and listen. Um, or you can get as, you know, as involved as, uh, as all of today's guests have done. Um, yeah, and so, uh, and, and not only that, you also get um, access to a back catalogue of all sorts of previous shows and videos and mixtapes and uh, archive of radio shows and stuff. So there's plenty there um, if you'd like to, uh, support the podcast um so i just once again like to thank everybody that's joined us this evening uh don't go anywhere um i'll see you on the other side